This is Jeff Stevens, and this is the Creative Stick Up. This week um, on the cast, I'm finishing up the series of uh, sessions I did in London with my old boss, John Hamm. Um, he is a real mentor of mine, a tremendous friend, someone I learned from um, and have a lot of love for. So it was great to sit down with him. Um, it's interesting, about a year ago or maybe a little longer, WPP um, decided that the world needed a global activation group. And it cobbled together a bunch of agency chains that it already had. And uh, once they got it together, they needed someone to run it. So they found John and they picked him to do it. And I think that says a lot about who John is as a creative and who John is as a person. Um, so he's terrific. I think he has a very powerful knack for building creative departments for the future. He's, he's really inspiring, uh, really human. I wish him all the luck in the world. He's one of those guys that can make your work great and you still want to hang out with him. So that's a rare combination in this business. Anyway, enjoy my conversation with John Hamm. Nice. This is a posh place. I'm with John Hamm, who is my old boss, who is now the global creative director of Geometry, Geometry Global, which is a agency, a WPP shop that has been. Yeah, tell me a little bit about where, how this, because it's a relatively new name, right? Very new name. Okay, so it's not just me that hasn't been paying attention. Is that your first? Is that your first question? Yes. But how, what's the formation of it? How did it all come to be? So, and how'd you get there? Uh, okay, so it came to be. Um, it came to me, I think, about three years ago. Yeah. When um, when WPP and Martin decided that they wanted to create a new global activation network, uh -huh. because the belief was that clients want a more global perspective on activation, which, yep. is, which is new, yeah. and that they want a combination of local skills, local insights, supported by a bigger, broader, global um, yeah. network yeah. and skill set. Okay. So, uh, so Geometry came about from the formation of what was Ogilvy Action, what was G2, and bits of JWT Action. So okay. sort of the, the, the activation piece of those three yeah. um, agencies. Okay. And... Um, was launched in Cannes, I think, like three years ago, mm -hmm. and I think you know it's we talked about it today. Yeah. You know, spent the first. And were you on board from the beginning? I wasn't on board. No. Okay, it took you a while to get here. So I came about a year and a half ago. Okay. Okay. So about yeah, about a year and a half, two years into their journey. Yeah. And you know, like anything like that, it's huge. You know, it's seventy offices. Yeah. Fifty-six countries. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of pounds worth of revenue. You know, and you with what you had. Um, when I came on board was like these incredibly different agencies yeah. like yeah. massively Just culturally different culturally different and business wise culturally different yeah. client different offering different yeah. perspective on the world different yeah. completely different types of people working for them and um, 
and it was just jammed together. Yeah. It was literally like, okay. And good luck. This sounds good on paper. Go get on with it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think it was a total fucking, like, yeah. And did you... Chaos, I think, for the first... Yeah. But you, you must have known this before you walked in. Yeah, I think, you know, when I was, I was sort of sitting in, in New York, working for our old company. Yes, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll give a little shout out to Momentum. We'll give a little one. There yeah. you go. And yeah. um, pretty happy. Yeah. And not thinking about where I'm going and what I'm doing or, or, or thinking about moving. Right. And um, so then Steve Harding, who's the CEO, um, you know, I was, I was approached and then introduced to him. And um, what was interesting was that it's very rare in your career, I think, where you get an opportunity to be in at the f- uh, as first generation. Yeah. To be in on first generation, um, not in a startup. You know, I've done that. I've started a startup yeah. uh, where you're kind of from the ground up and you're kind of starting up, you know, in a garage or you're starting up a room above a studio and you kind of work and grow. Yeah, you've done that. But to start to be in the first generation of something that was, you know, significant and sizable and where you could be you know, the first, and mm-hmm. you look at something like Ogilvy and you know, you wander around Ogilvy offices and obviously there's pictures of David Ogilvy smoking a pipe on, yeah. on every wall. Yeah. And that heritage sort of like runs through the company and we don't have that and yet we're the chance to be the first generation. So from a, I guess from a egotistical point of view, sure. you're kind of like, wow, why not? Yeah. Why not give that, why not give that a go? Yeah. And so from what you, when you said, okay, I'm going to be jumping in here and there's going to be a shit ton of work. Has it been more than you thought? Has it been different than you thought? Has it been? Yeah, I think, you know, it was unsurprisingly that, you know, what was really interesting when I came on board was that because of the way it was formed mm-hmm. and it was really formed as a result of, you know, uh, yeah, a client need, but at the same time, you know, the, the, the component parts weren't put together strategically. They yeah. were just pulled together. Yeah. And therefore, there was no centralized guiding principle or vision behind the formation of the business. It was just a business. Yeah. And so that's been really interesting to kind of go through the journey of, I guess, the last year of like, you know, how do you, how do you change a company that is a sort of federal company at the moment? with 17 different offices yeah. doing a multitude of different things. Yeah. You know, things that we do for our clients around the world are yeah. like incredibly diverse. Sure. How do you change that or how do you influence that so that then they are beginning to align to kind of a, yeah. a strategic and creative north, north star? Yeah. And how, how important that, was that for you to do? I mean, how important was it to... Because now we're talking culture. I mean, we're talking about how... We're talking culture. Yeah. You're talking about, you're talking about culture. You're talking about the kind of work that you think you should be doing, yeah, um, and and what you believe in, yeah. what, what you believe is good work, yeah, and powerful work, um, and then you're talking about the kind of people that you um, that you hire and mm-hmm. work with to do that, yeah, and you're also talking about you know getting um, getting clients to believe in that, yeah, yeah, you know without without that. <laughs> Yeah, and what? Tell me what? Where? As you've sharpened this offering, as you've sharpened this thing that you guys are going to be great at, or that you do, what is it like? Articulate this for me, because it feels very. You know, everyone's got to have a step, uh, foot in the future, Mm -hmm. and and agencies. We're all all doing the same shit. We're all doing the same shit. How many? How many? 
Somebody said some crazy yeah. stuff to me the other day. How many, how many new agencies? Start up all the time? Start up all the time. Yeah, which is crazy. And, this, and the world of marketing, as you know, is just, as every business is, rapidly changing. Margins, business, the actual how it's done, what value you add, you know, what you do. And this is a big, a big endeavor, right? Mm -hmm. To find uh, clients that you can really add value for. Because is it one culture that's going to do it better across the board, or is it we need we need we can do well with big global clients and do service them better than anyone in the world? You know what I'm saying? I think you. Look, I think you have to do both. You have to do both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so from a client perspective, I think you have to win globally, and then yeah. you have to be able to say to the client, "Yeah, we can be your global footprint. We can be the global agency for you. We can deliver what you want in every market." Yep. But you're also only as strong as your weakest market. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be like, yeah, you know, you've got to be, particularly in activation where you know you're not rolling out a big TV campaign yeah. that just gets yeah you know translated as it goes around the world. Yeah, you're you know you're you're really kind of driving a creative thought into a lot of different executions mm -hmm. in different markets. Yeah, and therefore that realization of that. Um, Changes all the time, which means that you know you need to be really excellent in those markets. Yeah, it's, it's, we're only as, and I really believe that I really believe that like we're only as good as our you know as our as our weakest link. Yeah. Um, otherwise, there's no point in having a global agency. Otherwise, yeah. why would you not work with whoever you want to work with in, in the market. market? So you need to get every single shop to be in the top three in their market, top two, whatever, right? Ideally, yeah. In time, but that's not overnight. Not, not, no, know, I know. Not overnight. Yeah. So I mean, to go back to what we're talking about, like, what are we doing? Look, uh, I think there's a really amazing space for us to play, which is you know, what we call you know, um, transforming brand equity yeah. in, into action. Okay. You know, and I think the clients um, are really fascinated at the moment with um, the. They're very. Um, they understand how to build brands. Mm -hmm. They understand the tools and the levers and the, the things that, would, that they can do to, to build those brands and a long history of doing that. Mm -hmm. But you know, the great, the great challenge that we face today, mm -hmm. um, particularly in this you know, world that we live in where people are so aware and conscious and connected mm -hmm. and um, savvy, yeah. you know, and particularly um, as they become younger, they become even more savvy. Yeah. Is that that brand equity often doesn't translate into into them buying something yeah, or into them do, doing something with the brand yeah. or the product, right? Um, and you know, and we often hear from our clients, you know, um, everybody loves our brand, everybody will wear a brand on a t-shirt, yeah, and no one will buy the product, no one, will, no one will buy the product, yeah, and. You know, so that that uh, that's a really lovely macro challenge to just set about yeah. to start with and yeah. say, you know, how can we solve that? How can we kind of like yeah. say that's our kind of like macro mission? Yeah. And then you know, and then what we're what we're sort of trying to be interested in is we're trying to be interested in um, how can we create the kind of ideas that um, are about changing the way that people act. Mm -hmm. Rather than about the way that the people think, because mm -hmm. um, if that's if we're in the business of making them do something, yeah, then we've got to understand yeah. how to get them to do something. Yeah, 
And so that's when we sort of get into kind of you know, what we call pivotal ideas. And yeah. for us, pivotal ideas are you know, our ideas rooted in understanding behavior, yep. behavior science, and yeah. trying to kind of use that and marry that to, to creativity and use those lenses. And, and is that, do you think that that is in the same way, is that the new place that you guys are heading in, in to add a lot more real science into the briefs that you're giving? Is that... It's not, I it's not like the science of the briefs. I yeah. Think, I think it's like... Um, I, think, I think behavioral sciences... I mean, one of my colleagues so did this before I joined. Yeah. Um, you know, a great guy called Danny Comar, who's our... Um, who's our uh, regional ECD in, in APAC and, okay. and he spent some time before I joined sort of looking at activation ideas all around the world yeah. and looking at great ideas and looking at what clients thought were great ideas and looking at what was what was really transforming how people behave yeah. and, and when he started to do that he started to notice patterns within those, within those ideas yeah. and, um, and then started to cluster those ideas around certain behavioral triggers. Yeah. Certain behavioral insights about people. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, certainly notice that some clustered around, you know, fun, some clustered around gamification, yeah. some clustered around personalization, yeah. some clustered around societal societal or, or peer pressure or mental shortcuts. Yeah. And and what that and so that suddenly, once once we were looked at that, and yeah. then you know, I sort of came aboard and was really excited about it, and it was really something I was really interested in. Yeah. You know, I thought, I thought this is like, as part of the creative process. Yeah. If if we can create or if we can have um, windows or lenses, yeah, different creative lenses, yeah, to look at our clients' challenges and briefs through, um, that will help us. Yeah as creatives, mm -hmm. it will help us because we will be creating ideas that are rooted in kind of human truth yep. innately. And it will help us because creativity is fucking hard work. Yeah. You, know, you, yeah. you don't know, you know what it's sure. like. Yeah. And it's like, and we live in a world where the demand for that creativity is ever faster, yeah. ever harder, ever, all, all, of those, you know, yeah. all of those things. And, and I think that what's happened is that create, creativity and creatives tend to fall back on what they learn yeah. yes. to get stuff done. Yeah. And I think that what, what, what you do when you kind of start to kind of have different windows and lenses to look at problems through yeah. is that it challenges, it makes you look at things differently and it makes you come up with different solutions. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because there's so many, you're right, the world is not lacking in ideas. The world is lacking in lenses or some ways to fill just to get to the ideas yeah. that will work, right? Because yeah. they're they're everywhere. Now I'm sure, yeah. In, in any creative endeavor like this, they're everywhere. I mean, there's and they're yeah. good, bad, and you there's could be ten ones that you look at and say these are all amazing. Of course, I what are you going to do? I just have documents for clients yeah. about creative evaluation ones, right? <laughs> um, you know, right? How does it make you feel? Um, <laughs> right. You know, but so, but this is, but that's great. Yeah, and so we're trying to be kind of like, yeah. what we're trying to be though is we're trying to be really clear about the kind of ideas that we're interested in. Yeah, and the kind of ideas. You know, so one of the things I'm trying to do with yeah. the company is, it's tighten that up. Yeah, 
tighten up. Here's you know, what are, here's there what are lots of good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there are lots of types of good ideas. Yeah. And you know, there are good ideas that exist in all sorts of different forms and different media. And we're 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 gonna explore ideas in those different forms of media. But but we're interested in ideas that change behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we're trying to get to yeah. in, in our briefs and in the way that we work is like clear understanding of the client at the very beginning. What do, we, what do you want to do? Yeah. 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 And every client will say to you, oh, I want to sell more tea. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. And you're like, well, and they'll be like, that's, that's the behavior that I want to change from not buying tea to buying tea. <laughs> right. And you're like, well, that's actually, you know, that's the outcome yeah. of what you're trying to do. Yeah. That's not actually the, the behavior that you want to change. change you know, so, yeah. so then try and work with them and go, okay, look. So you've got to deconstruct this somehow. You've got to, you've got to kind of, we've got to go upstream. Yeah. We've got to go upstream. Right. And we've got to find, you know, like, what's, what's the behavior that we want to change? Well, the behavior we want to change is, you know, that, um, you know, that everybody, when they get to, you know, when they arrive at work in the morning, um, you know, automatically goes into the kitchen and they make themselves a cup of coffee right. or, you know, and therefore they're on autopilot and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Yeah. so what we want to try and do is we want to try and get them from that moment yeah. at, at that moment to not be an autopilot and to, you know, yeah. to do the tea bag as opposed to the thing because eventually that will result in the, in the buying of the tea. In the buying of the tea. Yeah. It's not a particularly great example. No, no, but it's, I totally get what you're saying. It's every client thinks it's easy. Every client has the same goal, some more stuff. So you, ultimately, the behavior you want to change is you want people to walk yeah. into the door of a store, walk down the aisle, pick that thing out, go to the, and yeah, and everybody's not. You that's know, great. Our, but our be, everybody's aware of tea. Yeah, everybody knows about tea. <laughs> right. Everybody's you know like yeah. It's not. This is not. A, this is not an awareness problem. Right. Um, it's a behavior. It's a. This is like yeah. you know, we we need to you know at the end of the ultimately end of the day we need to convert you know. Two cups of coffee a week into tea as yeah. opposed to coffee, and like, how do we do that? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to find out you know, the things that we can yeah. do to unpick that, and then from that point, um, you know, create ideas that are very clearly focused on doing that yeah. task. Yep, yep, and then build integrated programs, campaigns that do that out from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I love, you know, when you took over Momentum, I think, you know, Chris Weil, our old, our no, old, no, our no, old no, boss, no. but he's still oh, there. He's still there. He's still there. there you go. Shout out to Chris. But he had this digital vision, which I always thought was really, really sharp. You came from this digital shop and brought that to life, right? This bringing this digital world into the physical reality. And now you're sitting here with this activation agency. It almost sounds like it's even higher up than that, that yeah. you will... There's a larger world to play in, which is inclusive of all that. Yeah, I think the digital and physical thing yeah. Yeah. is a kind of, yeah, whatever now. Yeah, yeah, right? You know, like, I don't think yeah. it's something to have that. No, sold to us. So what's what would be the, is there a new uh, term for that? Is there a new... For uh, digital? No, it's not even digital that I'm thinking of. It's sort of like you're doing these integrated campaigns... And they're, you know, media neutral. Uh, you know, there's all these terms that sort of describe a non-television-esque. Yeah. And it's weird to kind of... Yeah, the industry is obsessed with terms. Definitions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and, it's, and it's only to just talk to people about what you're trying to clarify, like, oh, this is what we're doing. And I like this change behavior idea. Like, get to the core of what the problem is. Yeah. Um, and it could be anything. It really could be anything. 
they it go to make a scene. It could be anything. We've got yeah. a great it's a project which I think is really, you know, that I'm really proud of, um, in a sense, that it, because it's, I think it's a really good example of a piece of work that demonstrates the thinking in action. Yeah. Which is a piece of work that was done out of our office in Dubai. It was done a couple of, a couple of years ago now. Um, and, um, you know, it was the, the, the client was um, a hand sanitizer mm-hmm. gel. Yep. And, um, and you know, which, which, which by its very nature um, is, you know, a colorless, odorless liquid. Yeah. Pretty, pretty difficult to build any kind of brand yeah. Yeah. values in. And, um, and, and, and certainly, you know, when they came to us and sort of once, you know, they were sort of saying, you know, how can we drive? Uh, how can we drive penetration? How can we drive awareness? We really need to kind of drive. Um, drive. We're, we're sort of third or fourth brand in the category, and we want to kind of rise up above that. And, yeah. And, and and really, they were kind of leaning brief, in a briefing sense um, towards you know a, a more traditional mm-hmm. approach, you mm-hmm. know, some mm-hmm. kind of um, potentially maybe uh, you know TV communication numbers. strategy yeah. based yeah. around you know communicating the. Intrinsic product benefits, mm-hmm. which in a kind of in a kind of a scientific way. Yeah. Um, and um, the guys in Dubai um, sort of took a step back, and I think the first thing they did, which was great, was that who we were trying to do is like force the client or challenge the client on the deliverables. Okay. Because I think that's yeah we see more and more. I'm sure everybody does. Clients coming with a list of deliverables yeah. before they ask, you know, why are we doing that? Yeah. And then really kind of got under the under the sort of under the hood of it, and and sort of said to the client, and, and started our process, and started our kind of way of working, and said, look, you know, first first things first is like if we want to talk to people about your product, we have to be at a place where that's relevant, mm-hmm. and the place that we think that that's relevant is a is a mindset, it's rather than a physical place, it's yeah. a mindset, and it's a and it's a place when parents. Mainly, mums are thinking about their family's health. Okay. We need to be in those places. So okay. We looked at a number of places. Yeah. You know, the kids picking up, picking the kids up from school, or yeah. before they go on holidays, or all sorts of different. So that sort of started to narrow that, yeah. narrow that down. And then, obviously, we wanted to try and create this sort of behavioural changing mm-hmm. idea. Um, to, to really kind of behavioral owning or influencing that we could really kind of like bring the brand into to then you know, transform its relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what we noticed, what we sort of became conscious of was that there was a time when people were thinking about their family's health. Yeah. And it was actually weirdly um, very, very close to the kind of point of purchase. It was actually in supermarkets. Okay. Because uh, mums and dads, but mums were, were arriving at supermarkets, and when they went to put their kids in the seat at yeah. the front of the supermarket, yeah. were, were kind of rifling through their bags, trying to find something, trying to find a kind of wet wipe, yeah, um, to to wipe the handle down, yeah, because you know they knew that those handles never never cleaned, yeah, and um, that the kids were going to go to the supermarket and like you know like I'm sure like you and like me and yep. so with my kids when I go to the supermarket they're eating everything and putting it in their hands yeah. and, and they wanted it to be clean. Yep. So they were thinking about that. Yeah. Um, so you know 
the guys went, that was their moment. That's when they knew we had to be. And yeah. that's what we wanted to be in. We knew, to, we knew that we had to be there. Right there. Right there. Right at that moment. Okay. And we wanted to do something, you know, useful and yeah. engaging in a way that was like, that made the, the brand feel really relevant. Yeah. And, like, you, and, and, and what the guys created was a, was a thing we called the handle on hygiene. And the handle on hygiene is a um, round plastic device that clips on to the, to the handle of the trolley yeah. and it's filled with um, the gel. Yeah. And when, you know, mums put the kids in, they push a button and it dispenses a wow. bunch of the liquid onto the thing and they just swipe it up and down and it cleans the handle and it says on the handle. Right there. There it says, kills 99% of germs. Yeah. Then, really, like, not sexy. No, but like, brilliant. But brilliant, yeah. And it, you know, it. I love stuff. It, That's so it, great. It transformed that brand. It, yeah. The, we we tested, we piloted it with. Um, I won't mention the client's name, but we piloted it in uh, in this in a car in a carful in Dubai, the largest yeah. uh, supermarket in Dubai in um, in the Middle East. Yeah. And it was transformation. Yeah. Uh, this client's business just took off. Wow. It, insane growth. Yeah. Insane growth. Destroyed everybody else yeah. in the market. And um, wow. You know, and, and now we're manufacturing, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of them and rolling them out. Yeah. Um, put them all over the place. Put them all over the place. And, like, you know, the client, um, the client was a, you know, a few months ago, the client was on the, was on the stage at the UN mm -hmm. talking about the product and wow. talking about how it, for them, was, it, was a, it was a demonstration. Yeah. Um, of the role that brands can play in and and the the new form of communication. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, incredibly useful, incredibly relevant, yeah. incredibly like understanding of um, the needs that their consumer yeah. had. So you, so you must have had to work with the product, like a product team with them. I mean, this is really getting into yeah, yeah. I mean, we just right? you know, we just we created the idea and then we worked with a number of different partners and we actually kind of crowdsourced some of the design online. And that's like, cool. You know, oh, that's a good so, story. So, that's a good story. Do you, are you guys in like what's? I know lots of agencies are trying to get into product development and being in that on that side of the business, um, owning IP, doing those kinds of things. Is that something you guys are interested in, or do you just see that as like? Well, we do. I mean, on that you product, do all that. On that product, actually, yeah. we own some um, of it. We own joint IP on that. Nice. And 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 receive um, a, a fee. Yeah, a manufacturer of that. That's cool. Of that. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I think on a broader level, I think like, you know, we are interested in content. Yep. But I think we're, I think we're very interested in a very specific type of content. Of content. You know, I, I, I you know, you know me, I've done a lot of content yes. in the past. I know. I think there's a really interesting space for content. Yeah. And I think that brand, I think agencies have done a very good job, very good job, they've done a good job. Mm -hmm over the last few years of creating what I call kind of passion content for mm -hmm. brands. Yeah. Um, which is not content. Which is, which is great. Yeah. You know, and connecting that brand to a, to, to, to a person's passion, to, to, so, to associating that brand, to bringing that brand into mm -hmm. a, you know, into, into that, connecting them to that passion. So, yeah. you know. Um, skateboarding for. Red Bull skateboarding yeah, stuff. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, Red Bull and their, and their whole stuff is a really good example of that. And there's yeah. been a number of different. Yeah. Almost, you know, every piece of viral video, guy on a motorbike driving across the water that we see, yeah. I think you know, there's a there's a great that's an incredibly over satisfied, over yeah. over provided area of the content world. Yeah, 
I think there's a whole other side of content, which is about needs-based content, yeah, um, which hasn't been focused on in the same way mm-hmm. because it's not it's not perceived to be as sexy as sexy, yeah, and um, and yet is incredibly powerful, right. and you know, and I think there are a few companies out there that are starting to kind of get into it, and you know, understanding. What is the you know? What is the content that I need as I'm engaging in a, 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 in a journey with, or a relationship with a brand or a product? Mm-hmm. And understanding you know, if I'm gonna understand and really like, if I'm gonna buy a, a, a you know a, a, a car, mm-hmm. or if I'm gonna buy a um, uh, a, a coffee machine, yeah, you know, I'm buying you know. I'm not. I'm not interested. If I'm if I'm on a website looking at a coffee machine, I'm not interested in watching a brand ad. Yeah. From that coffee machine's manufacturers, I'm already. You're already there. I'm the. You're I'm, past that I'm, point. I'm, I'm way down in there, and, right. I'm, and I'm maybe in a point of evaluating two or three different coffee makers. Yeah. And I, uh, you know. And, yeah. And I, and I want and I want something that really like gets to me. Yeah. And gets to where I'm at, but does it. To the same high quality professional standards yeah. that is applied to the brand um, passion stuff because yeah. I think that that content does exist at the moment. Yeah, it's just not very well done. It's just not very well done or interesting. Yeah, and it's quite yeah, it's quite functional. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know a yeah. guy or girl stands there going yeah, it's a bit kind of functional led. Yeah, which is okay because it's kind of what I want, but it's not done in a way. Yeah, there's a disappointment. Yeah. In yeah. terms of the quality. Of well, the yeah, it's not raising the brand. It's not it doesn't building a brand values to life no. in saying, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's shopping channel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> totally. And, you know, and that's a disconnect. You know, like yeah. you know, somebody was showing me this great, um, you know, there's always those kind of great charts, but you know, there's that great um, British beer, you know, wife beater, <laughs> which you've drank, used to drink some of yeah. occasionally. Yeah. And, um, you know, which, which was, you know, which is whose entire campaign was you know, reassuringly expensive, yeah. reassuringly expensive, and the whole thing that it was for many years. Yeah, and yet it was always on discount. Yeah, which yeah. is so funny. Which was like, yeah. So, so I think that's a really, you know, it's the same if we're in a content space. Yeah, I think we're in the same. Yeah, world. Yeah, that like you know, uh, if I'm buying a new Audi. Yeah, and I get down into that, and I kind of get into a place where I'm really about to make that decision. Yeah. That experience suddenly drops off, and I'm not in that beautiful yeah. world. I'm in a different world. You're in a car dealer world, or whatever. You're in a car dealer world. Yeah, and, and it just doesn't make and sense. That's not. Yeah. So. So that's where you, I I totally get that. So that's I agree. The whole that whole world of needs based content has not been tapped or thought through, or because you just when you're on any journey with the brand, you don't get that. Right, no. and you don't run into it. You're like, and you don't ever, you're not ever surprised by it. And I guess when you do find something that's surprisingly well done in that way, it really stands up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, oh my god, somebody actually was thoughtful about that. It gets back to putting. I, I always think like giving, cons- letting people know you really thought this through is the most interesting thing we can do. When you watch something and and you can tell somebody really thought about me mm-hmm. and my journey. And because it's just well done, yeah, and it rarely happens. It does happen. At all. You know, I had lunch with a friend of mine the other day. Yeah, who's a marketing director of a big um, digital online yeah. travel agency. Yeah, um, one of the world's one of the world's largest. Okay. And, um, yeah, there's three or four to choose from. And, he, and he's, you know, he's just changed his agencies around, okay. and he's just let his above the line agency go. Yeah, and 
put in a new one. And one of the things that he was saying, one of the main reasons that he said that he let them go was that they'd done a, they'd had the business for a long time. And he said, look, you know, you guys have done a, have done a great job of creating, um, you know, our, our campaigns, mm -hmm. TV campaigns. But we've got multiple other touch points that drive from that yeah. into um, into into the final transaction, and none of them, and you have no interest in any of them, like, <laughs> and therefore the experience yeah. um, drops off the cliff. Yeah, yeah, and the and, and, and not only in terms of the quality of the experience, yeah. but also in terms of the idea doesn't get translated down through that. Mm -hmm. And um, and that just seems like a, a huge fucking miss. Yeah. And and B like so incredibly. Um, and he said to, when he said when he challenged the agency on it, he said you know, they were almost uninterested in it. Yeah, just and, he, did, and, and it is it just a perception of like it's too we're too good for these wearing I, yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know what I don't know why whether they just you know. And I think yeah. That's interesting. And I think that, you know, in going back to how kind of savvy people are, mm -hmm. um, you know, people don't want to feel sold to. Yeah. And I think that what happens is, you know, if, you, if you're presented with a brand that says it's X, and then you, as soon as you engage with that brand, it's Y, yeah. you feel sold to. Yeah. If that Y is diminished from, from X, yeah. if that... You feel like I've been told a I've been told a thing that's yeah. got me in the door, but when I'm in the door, yeah. Anyway, we've probably yeah. got we've probably got No, no, but it's really interesting. The I think we for a while we were trying to create these brands that people fell in love with, and lots of brands have that. But then when the product misses or the experience misses from this thing we've created, it's a total disconnect. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to have every step along the way to be as as Thoughtful yeah. and amazing, as or, or understand the most, or yeah. understand the understand those important steps. Yeah, you know, and and then the second question, which I would argue is like, what is the most important step? Yeah, really find that, really find that. What's the most important moment? Yeah, with mindset or time or place or journey or whatever it is. Yeah, create an idea around in there. Yeah, and radiate out from that. Yeah. Rather than trying to drive, even you know, because that because the guy that was with me yeah. was, was frustrated that they weren't driving that above the line idea down through the journey. Yeah, my view would be find the place, find the right place, and then cascade out from that. Not yeah. don't drive from the journey, don't drive from the above the line down. Yeah, which is totally new. Which is like, yeah. which is you know, so in this case, because you know, I would look at, I would really go to the heart of, and then digital, you know, the digital travel agency. So. Go to the heart of that. Go to the heart of that experience mm -hmm. and cascade that out in some yeah. way, yeah. rather than trying to cascade it above the line down. It's interesting sitting, listening to you talk about your personal creative journey, John, and all the things that must interest you. Do you know what I'm saying? Because now you're into this behavioral science stuff, and it is fascinating. But you started like as a rocker filmmaker, like what, you know what I'm saying? And has it just been you followed things that that conceptually interest you to figure out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I think it's another great thing about... Right? I mean, look, you know, what are you doing now? You've done all right, you're doing 10 different things. Sure. Every day. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of, you're right. And I think that's, you know, I think... 
I think creativity is curiosity, isn't it? And yeah. Then I, you know, I think that's sort of a big part of it. Yeah. Um, but what did you start out as? Like, I know you had Green Door, which Green was Room, a yeah. Green, Green Room, Green sorry. Room, yeah. Green Door is a uh, 70s porn movie. That's different. Is it, is it a good 70s porn movie? <laughs> I don't know. It's a famous 70s porn movie. Um, Green to, Room. Note to self. <laughs> I feel like vintage. Um, um, uh, but yeah, so you know, I started, in, I, started, I started yeah, in the film business. Yeah. And when I started with, originally I started with um, Ridley Scott working for Ridley Scott in, okay. his, in advertising in okay. uh, RSA Films okay and then um, were, you, were you a PA? Were you no a, it's just a, you know dogs dogs <laughs> dogs the dogs dogs body the dogs body is a dogs body that's cool um, but it was an amazing experience I bet um, you know I think it was it was an amazing experience not least because I think you just learn an incredible amount and it's, it was an amazingly creatively inspiring place yeah you know I actually I only took the job there though because um, they had an edit suite in the basement. They had a, um, uh, a kind of old, beat, uh, an old sort of Steinbeck in there. Uh, yeah. Like, what are they called? Yeah. You know the old, te- the old film ones that you actually edited. Yeah. Out. Yeah. And, and that uh, you actually cut. Film. Yeah. And uh, wow, I had one of those, and um, and uh, yeah, I wanted to make some sixteen mil stuff. Yeah. And eight mil films, and and they had a and they had a really early avid. And okay. about that, and you know, so basically that back then there was like, like two million pounds worth of kit. Totally, you know, like, like these are crazy expensive <laughs> rooms, right? Crazy expensive rooms, yeah. right? So that's why you know, I think um, there was a bunch of us that were there, and the only reason that any of us wanted to work there um, was because basically, like in the evenings and the weekends, you we can we could play, yeah, and you because but now clearly you know you can play because do the same thing that we did then on on everybody was on their phone, yeah. Which, <laughs> you know, which, is, which is why it's slightly more difficult to recruit creative talent these days. Um, and uh, I saw a funny story actually about that. There was, there was an amazing animator I worked with about that Matt, and I actually was sharing a house with him and in this very strange house in, in Old Street. Yeah. That's another story. And, uh, and Matt was basically, um, he, was, he was a really clever guy. He was a DJ, he was an animator, and um, still is a very clever guy, does all that stuff still. And um, he he kind of invented for himself mm-hmm. at the time the idea of um, uh, of um, video sampling, yeah, and mashing things up, yeah. Way this is pre-internet, yeah. Right? So this is you know way this is significantly yeah. pre-YouTube and pre-video, yeah. and invented that and was that was what he was doing and the internet, that's what he was doing in the edit suite at night, like, yeah. you know, like mashing shit and like yeah. taking all these samples from different videos from RSA and yeah. creating all these kind of crazy yeah just crazy films for this incredibly sound, crazy soundtracks yeah and he got fired <laughs> yeah he got fired um, for copyright infringement oh my even God. though he wasn't doing anything with it he was just making these films and like you know, showing them it was, yeah. like, it was like projecting them just behind in, his pretend uh, DJ set, oh yeah, yeah. DJ. But for like, like you know, these, yeah. these were like DJs in a, little, in a little underground club yeah. in in um, <laughs> in uh, Shoreditch. Oh god! And, and I remember like I remember the, the MD at the time um, screaming at him, going like, you know, this is not the future. You can't. And he was arguing this the future, yeah. the future creativity, like yeah. future of video. And it was like she was like. This is not the future. This is like you know, these are people's. This is people's rights, and you can't play with this. And these, yeah. are, these are sound to sound pieces. These are, these are you know, sound to sound pieces of yeah of content. And like, 
Little and, did she know. And, like, and it's always, it's always the, the, that conversation has always stayed in my mind because yeah. like, this was the most kind of interesting yeah, thing creative seen. company yeah. in London at the time. Yeah. And here was this kid, you know, who was like, we were just fucking around those yeah. guys and then she was like, you can't do that. And now we are today, like... That's all we do. No, no, now today we're in a situation where like, Brands put stuff on the internet yeah. for people to fuck around with. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, like, it's like, please, <laughs> yeah, you know, please like, do something please with like, like copyrighted like, material. Like, make your own shit and do stuff. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's and, funny. See, so that was rock and roll back then. That was like, yeah, and then uh, and then uh, and I started, I started a company called Green Room. Yeah. Um, in Shoreditch back in. Was this with your like, brother? Uh, Did you and your Nick, brother yeah. start this? Okay. So I started it, Nick was making, uh, and I started it, and then Nick was making a movie at the time. Okay. And um, we kind of wanted to have an agency, and we wanted to have a production company. Okay. So that the agency could make stuff for clients, and the production company could okay. make stuff for us. Gotcha. And so we sort of, the two things came together. Yeah. And well, we just made a film. We just The, the reason, also, we, we just made a film, a film called The Hole, um, which is a kind of horror movie starring Dora Birch and... Be very young, Karen Knightley. Okay. And um, we've been working on it for like 10 years. And, um, you know, I think at one point we didn't... Did we, you produce that? We made it and produced it and yeah. directed it and yeah, we made yeah. it. Stuff. And at one point the rights to the book was about to expire. Uh-huh. And um, we basically didn't have any money yeah. to retain the rights to the book as we were making the movie. Right. So you're, you're in deep on this film. So we were like 10 years in. Yeah, yeah. Book, the rights, our rights are about to expire with the writer. Ugh. Yeah, we didn't have any money. Yeah. And it was like two grand. It was literally like yeah. two grand. Yeah. yeah? And yeah. we didn't have any money. <laughs> and so we had to go to a film company yeah. to like borrow the money. Mm-hmm. So, so the, and the film company bought the rights. And basically we ended up, as a result of that 2000, yeah. we ended up getting fucking like nothing <laughs> out of the movie. Yeah? Right. Like, 10 years of your life. Because they had brought it at a time when we were like, and so you know, yeah. so we were kind of, we were, we were, we never wanted that to happen again. Yeah, this was um, this lesson. That was a definite lesson. <laughs> so, um, and then yeah, ran around uh, Green Room as a digital agency in London um, for about eight nine years. Yeah, and it must have gotten to a point where you were somebody wanted to buy you. Yeah, was was Momentum the first offer you had seen? No, it was there several. There was a few. Yeah. And, and I would say it was successful for a while? Yeah, you know, I think it was successful. I think... Um, when Momentum bought you? I don't think, you know, you sort of sell because you end up... When you, when you start an agency, you end up doing the thing that you don't want to do. Yeah, running, which is running an agency. You're running an agency. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part. You know, like, you're like, oh, come on, like, I'm responsible for like 70 people. <laughs> Jesus, like... Right. Why? Yeah. You know, uh, how did this happen? And then you're like, crazy shit happens, you know, like, you're kind of, sort of, sort of you get a phone call going, and the fire alarm's going off at three in the morning, you're like, why am I the person? That they have to buy. Like, seriously? Yeah. Like, you know, changing the, changing the loo rolls. Yeah. Meeting the clients. Yeah. Dealing with everybody's, you know, problems. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah. And but we, but there was a, you know, we, you mentioned it earlier on, there was a sort of, there was an ambition behind the, the Sale because we were yeah. kind of this was sort of 2007 2008, and I think digital we, we knew that digital was going to go out of the browser, yeah. And we were presenting ideas to clients, you know, we had a great clientless, we were doing amazing work, and we were, had a great regard, but we were like so 
like channeled into digital mm -hmm. and like if, the, if whenever we talked about ideas in the real world and how digital interacted with the real world we kind of got a lot we got shut down yeah yeah so um that's yeah, why the relationship with momentum yep. made a lot of sense because they had that kind of vision for yeah. digital and physical world coming together yep. and, and i think they had a lot of physical skills at the time mm -hmm. they were strong physically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i don't know you know you always look back and you say would you do it again or yeah my next question, Chad. Would I don't you know. do it again? Yeah. Would I sell the company again? Yeah. Would you sell the company again? And where do you think you'd be today if you did? Did you know? If I didn't. Yeah, I mean, would, I don't know. Yeah, it's I, interesting to think about. I think I'd. Uh, I, would I sell it again? In that moment, being who I was at that moment, yeah. where I was then, um, yeah, because I was like, um, burn out. Yeah. After eight after eight years of starting doing the heavy running, lifting, yeah, getting it going, yeah, you know, I don't think I had the energy for the next percent, <laughs> right. yeah, you know, the yeah. next you come over the hilltop and you go, oh shit, I'm not at the top yet, yeah. Um, but I think if you know, I think if you could have checked out for a couple of years and like come back, come back to that point and go, okay, now let's go again, yeah, I think you, I think you, you would do that. But I think, I think, I think we talked about this a little bit the other day as well. It's like that creative energy mm -hmm. that you get at the beginning of agency yeah. is so unique. Yeah. It's so unique that there's a certain period of time where an agency is, there's a fire to that agency. Yeah. Which is, and the, you know, particularly you come together and you have a group of people that comes together and there's a real shared vision and mission and there's, in, there's a catalytic effect mm -hmm. that happens that drives everything forward. Yeah. And we spend the rest of our careers, all of us do, Trying to get that. Trying to re replicate that in larger organizations. Yeah. And the truth is, is that maybe it doesn't work. Yeah. Maybe the real way to do it is to do it, start it, burn it brightly, shut it, pause. Yeah. Go do again. It again. Yeah. You know, maybe like you know, and I've, you know, maybe if you're a client, maybe the maybe the way to ride is to keep riding. riding. Mm -hmm. If you're really in, if you're if you're a client and you're really fascinated with driving a really strong, solid, creative agenda and above all else, then finding those companies that are in that moment and riding with them as they yeah. go through that cycle from one to the next, yes. that would be a journey. That would be fun. I like that. You don't get yeah. The after a certain amount of time, it's hard not to feel burnt out by that and to get your energy. You can't burn that brightly. Yeah. For then, that long, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you just can't. Yeah, and like you go bigger, and then you kind of, you know, there was somebody wrote the other day. Like, there's a phase where you go through. I think somebody. I think it's about where when you start an agency, there's like four or five or six of you. Yeah, yeah, to come together. Yeah, and you're all fucking like tight as shit, and like you get it, and you're all like, yeah, man, we're gonna do this thing. Yeah, and everybody's together. Yeah. So then, and then you start growing, and everybody. First of all, everybody hires. People they know, their friends, their friends, yeah. and people like them. So, yeah. the, so your first wave is clickish, is great. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's like a replication yeah. Yeah. of that core. Yeah, four or five. People. Okay, so yeah. you get you get thirty. So you get thirty. You get yeah. to thirty. Yeah, and they're all like, and they're all like, yeah, <laughs> they're in. But then you kind of run out <laughs> of mates. You run out. You run out. You, you yeah. just but runs out. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. like. Yeah. Of, and particularly like good people, you yeah. know, good people, yeah. like really good people. Yeah. So you start like 
diminishing <laughs> yeah. because you start making you have to gamble you have to kind yeah. of go people that you don't necessarily yeah. and then you start to get into situations where you know you some are right and some are wrong yeah. and that's when I think you know so it's, it's that's, that's the moment you know that's maybe like maybe what yeah. we need to just create agencies like terrorist cells yeah and that's once they burn out well like just they have they only yeah. only like build them a certain size that's good I like that. So you could you could build the platform here. Yeah. Somehow replicate these two year stints. Yeah. Bring these teams of people in. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Like that's really. That's that's fine. Let's bring that. Let's do that. Let's <laughs> I'd come do a two year stint here. That'd yeah. You want, you want to do that? Totally. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, one one thing you told me we were having this conversation. I don't even know where we were. I think we were in a hotel room somewhere. At it was late at night. And you said I, you told me your particular genius was building. Teams, bringing people together. This is what you're I say, Did I say my particular genius? You, maybe I added that part. But you might have. That's listen, Maybe I do. That might have been my color. <laughs> color commentary. But wow, what you're doing I was clearly really trying. <laughs> it, it was late at night, Jeff. Oh, okay. But And we were talking that about no, that. There was no bus stops involved. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always, I've always remembered that conversation because... It was interesting what you found personally that you were great at and knew, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it sort of was like you could put yourself in a position to use that for that power for good, power right? For good, yeah. Right? But is that still true? Do you look? Is that at that moment in time that that was what you're doing? Do you do you still say yes? I'm. Uh, this is what I'm really great at. And then are, is there wisdom along the way that you've learned just to sit well, at this that's chair? A, that's a lot. That's of a lot of questions. questions. I, I, so I think. The, in terms of the answer to the question about teams, and I, wouldn't, I don't know whether it's yeah. a genius or not. <laughs> um, I, I think that, you know, carrying on from what we were just talking about, yeah. I do think that um, magical work comes from people creating together. Yeah. And creation, for me, comes from perspective, different perspectives and experience and skills combining. Mm-hmm. Um, to create something new and interesting mm-hmm. and, and, and different. And if you can get the chemistry of that structure, if you can get the chemistry of a team right, mm-hmm. um, as I said, magic happens. And, 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 I, and I think if I've, if I've learned, if I'm good at anything mm-hmm. in my career, yeah. um, then putting those teams trying to, you know, understand the dynamics of different teams and putting those teams together to work on projects mm-hmm. is definitely something yeah. that well, I enjoy doing. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. I think it's, you know, and I think it's something. Well, that's, that's certainly one thing I learned from you to not have to be the person that has to come up with the idea. It's just setting the tone, building this vision yeah. thing and let, and then putting the thing together. It makes it, yeah. it's good. I, you know, I think, like, I think right? I, I mean, you can, but you don't have to. Yeah, no, <laughs> you can, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think that the role of senior creative people either yeah. Yeah. should always be, or even often be, yeah. to come up with an idea. Yeah. I think that the role of senior creative people should be to um, bring those teams together and you know shake shake the bottle mm-hmm. and get the bubbles flowing. Yeah. And you know if each of those bubbles is an idea, find the best bubbles and, and nurture those bubbles to the top. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, and I think that, like, agencies that get that kind of bottom-up ideas flowing up and developing and nurturing mm-hmm. and loving those bubbles as they get to the top, yeah. you get a much better product at yeah. the end of it. Because I think, 
you know, as you say, you do. Um, it's not to say that often that you might need a great actually sure. to come in and go, look, you know, this is what we got to do. But, yep. but that's how I that's how I would lean. I like it. And answer to your question about wisdom about all along the way. Yeah, well, you're sitting here, right? Like, you know, you just had that moment where you said, if I knew then what I knew now, I might have behaved differently. And so now you're in this role, right? And so can you have that perspective and look and say, here, here's what I really need to get done or here's what I need to accomplish in this thing where you can look, you know, try to bring that wisdom to this moment. Because this is a huge shop, right? Mm. It's got a big, big remit, obviously high expectations, I would assume. And, you know, these, this, is a, this is a place that can truly bring, you know, you just talked about brands that can do good in the world and brands that can change things, right? Mm. It's like this is a shop that can absolutely make that happen. And it's interesting, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. Wisdom, I, wisdom, I think, would be um, you knowing when to uh, jab and when to <laughs> dance. <laughs> I like it. You know? Yeah. I think, uh, I think we, we're all trying to make shit happen. Yeah. And... The journey, I guess, you know, the thing that we're all trying to do, it's never, it doesn't end. Yeah. There is no goal. There is no kind of like finish line. Yeah. You don't get to the point you go, I'm done. That's <laughs> it. Great. We got this. Everything's great. Yeah, everything's perfect. Yeah. I'm out of here. There's no like, you know, there is no moment yeah. when the, the painting is finished. Yeah. You know, it's just constant. Yeah. So I think, you know, you have to kind of know when to push and, and, and when to pull and how to push and when to push hard and, and when to, to and, uh, and how to do that and to be, you know, patient yeah. with, um, that seems with, hard in this business, doesn't it? Yeah. To you know. preach that? Yeah. But I, I'm not really talking about being patient in terms of, you know, the, I'm not talking about being sort of, Relaxed in or laissez-faire. I'm yeah. talking about being, um, you know, tactical, strategic, yeah. clever about trying to get what you want to get yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also talking about, um, you know, I, I believe that most creative people are trying their hardest, and yeah. um, you know, the the problems that they face, or the issues that we have, or the challenges that we're dealing with. Um, are often um, not there, not a res- as a result of their issues, you yeah. know, and then that, that we need to find ways of helping them get to better stuff rather yeah. than, you know, yeah. challenging that. Cool. That's it. All right, buddy. I don't things to say. Any, anything, any last thoughts? No. Good. That's John, I can't thank you enough for your time. That was very generous of you. Thanks, buddy. It's so good to see you. You too. Good man. luck with this. This is a big thing. I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Love you, man. All right, love you too, buddy.